All right. Hey, dude. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Brain Dump Diaries podcast. I am your host, Jesse Walker, with Confident Fit Coaching, Roxology on the membership site, um, journals, courses, so many other things that I cannot think of right now for some reason. Oh, because I took a nap. That's why. And my brain is just barely functioning. But Yes, hello, Jesse Wallacher, and this is the Brain Dump Diaries, where I am going to say all the things that we think and feel deep down inside, but we don't want to acknowledge because odds are we might be alone, and other people are going to think we're weird, and we're not going to measure up, and we're going to be falling flat on our face even more so, but really we're all just silently struggling and feeling the exact same thing, so I'm just going to verbalize it so you don't have to worry about it anymore. So, welcome to the Brain of Daddy's podcast, where today we are going to be talking about our emotional eating, because as of right now, we are in the coronavirus pandemic, and everyone is being forced to stay home, which I think is a beautiful thing, and I need to put out a few more podcasts to help you out with this, but it is a beautiful thing because we are forced to be with ourselves, we are forced to understand our personal and internal feelings and connections to specifically why you're here, food and fitness, your diet and your workouts, and it is a very hard and terrible thing to go through (laughs) if you are very health-focused or very health-concerned or very health-controlling, and it's a very cultish view that you have. But right now, clicked on this because you have identified yourself as an emotional eater. And like with most things in America that are bad and terrible and a negative, we tend to bond on those. We tend to bond on our baggage, on our bad things, on the things that are keeping us down and preventing us from moving forward. We tend to bond on those. And that's one of the many reasons why this is a very difficult thing to get past, but we will work through this. I should have written things down. Um, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much. But this is just literally, I come I think of a topic and then, um, right now I just have, uh, a half broken headphone in and I'm talking, uh, sitting on the floor <laughs> coming to you live. But so emotional eating. So first of all, there is a realization to what to, and identifying that you are an emotional eater. And if there are people in your life that also do connect and bond on this, it's going to be a lot easier for you to admit it, but usually it's, uh, kind of haphazard, no big deal kind of admittance, but it's, emotional eating is a very big thing. So do not take it lightly. Do not think that Um, Other people have it worse just because you don't have a diagnosable eating disorder or a diagnosable um, mental health issue does not mean that what you are going through is not a big deal because it really, really is. Um, Because we in America especially don't know how to cope with our own stress. We don't know how to cope with our own feelings and our own emotions. So we mask that with food. And the media and advertisements definitely have been pushing that as well. Um, Just the whole playing off in Hollywood as well. Like when you break up with your boyfriend or when you're having a um, bad emotional time, like you go and eat ice cream and that's just ingrained in our heads. So of course, like when we are emotionally dealing with things, we're going to be turned towards certain things. And I def- I did a podcast before on like the our cravings, um, cravings mean lack. Um, so definitely go and check that out because that's a whole nother training as well, kind of identifying why 
um, we have certain cravings and what they mean and what foods bring up certain cravings and what that could mean physically for our body and emotionally as well. But right now we're just talking about the emotional side of food cravings because you've identified that you're not actually hungry. You don't actually need the food. You are just coping, using it to cope. You're using it to numb out. You're using it to take up space and time so you don't have to address and acknowledge what it is that you are going through. Or if it's it's just pure boredom. And especially now, it can it's going to be a whole mixture of everything. <laughs> it's a mixture of stress and fear of the unknown, of what's going to come next, of what your job is going to look like, what your financial state is going to look like, what your body is going to look like, what it's going to be like coming out of this. Um, and also you're going to emotionally eat with that because you don't know what else to do with it and you're completely out of control. So the only thing you can control is food. And this is where a bad relationship with food comes in because we have taken in so much knowledge and so much information of what foods are good for you, what foods are bad for you, what foods are you can eat, what foods you can't eat. You're counting calories like nobody's business. You're using the low-calorie snacks. It's all you go off of. You don't read anything else. And it's just a cycle. It's such a terrible cycle. And you're living off of numbers and emotional numbing with food. And it's unnecessary. And it's not good. But it's the easiest thing to do. Which is kind of weird and crazy because it's hard and it's difficult and it's frustrating. We want to stop it. But the other side of stopping it is actually addressing the emotional trauma, the emotional issues, the stress that you're going through head on and understanding it and coping with it. And it's so much easier to just blindly ignore. So that's what I'm going to help you with today. So once you have identified your emotional eating, I also want you to identify like your go-to snacks. So some people are salt and crunch. Some people are sweet and sugar um, some people it's just whatever's in sight. Some people it is, um, it's alcohol. Some people it is, um, anything that's in the cupboard. And if you are somebody who is very strict and regimented with your diet and you have limited things that you can actually eat a lot of in your home because you don't buy a lot of food and things you do buy are healthy, you can still binge on those things. You can still mindlessly eat everything that is there. Like I ate an entire jar of PB2 peanut butter from lack and hunger, but also from not wanting to face the fact that what I was doing was actually bad and harmful and hurtful for me, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. So why face that fact and actually deal with it and actually cope with it and actually get through it and get past it and actually come out a healthy person now and not just like after the dream body? Why deal with that when you can just eat the entire jar of PB2? So it's possible to do it on anything and everything that you have. So it doesn't have to be going out and buying and admitting to it or just eating a bunch of snacks around the house. It's literally just eating anything to cope, to numb, to try and fill a space, a physical space that isn't actually physical. So it's not a hunger in the body. It's not anything like that. And what our body wants to do is our body wants to keep us safe and it wants to support us. But 
it doesn't know how to do that because you have pushed off emotion and you have pushed off dealing with um, your feelings as a bad thing, as a scary thing. So if it's bad and scary, your body doesn't want to, your body and your mind doesn't actually want to face it because it's unknown, it's unsafe. You don't know what it's actually going to do to you and if you're going to be alone because our main goal as humans on a subconscious level and on a physical body level is to be loved because if you are loved, then you survive. And survival is the body's main focus, which is great, but it can also be a a sabotaging thing as well. So if you know that by admitting that you are an emotional eater and bonding on your negative views and your negative attachments to food with other people, that makes you feel loved and accepted. But if you work through your emotional eating habits, you learn to get past it and become a healthier, better person that you really, truly actually want to be, but you don't have anybody that you can connect with on that. Everybody else is still an emotional eater. Everybody else is still, um, subconsciously hiding and numbing out with that kind of stuff. So how are you going to be loved? How are you going to have connection? How are you going to be a part of something bigger and more if that's all you have? If all you know is the negative, the limiting, the mindless, then why on earth would you want to do something else? So yes, it can in the beginning be a very lonely and individual approach, but also I mean, quarantine is bringing that out massively. Like, this is the time to actually work on yourself and actually work through things and actually do this stuff, I'm going to say. I'm telling you, but um, you will survive. You will get through this. And if you haven't listened to my last podcast, um, Your 90-Year-Old Self, the big thing, the big turning point out of that, so this is, so it's kind of like something to calm your mind to kind of, remind you that everything's going to be okay. But the big thing is like, you're 90 years old. Imagine yourself being 90 years old. You imagined yourself being this old person, older than you are right now, whether it's 90, whether you're planning on living to 60, whatever it is, 102, or you're going to like freeze your body and come back later on. Like you plan on living, you plan on existing. So anything that's happening now Even if you can't understand it, even if it feels like it's the end of the world, even if you have no idea how you're going to get out of it, you know you have a life after this. You know that life is going to keep going on. You know that you will get through this and you don't need to know how. You don't. And that's totally okay. This is something that's been so healing and beneficial and like freeing for me is, you know what? Sometimes the next step doesn't make sense. Sometimes what you feel is the best thing for you to do doesn't make sense on pen and paper, but it makes complete sense to you. And if it makes complete sense to you, then it's going to work. Because if you believe it's possible, you'll do whatever whatever needs to be done in order for it to be possible, in order for it to be true. So yes, you will survive. You will get through this because you've got other things to do. Right now, it's just a setback. Right now, it's just an inconvenience. Right now, yes, it is scary because other people are freaking out. But you still, now, before, and forever moving forward, cannot control other people. You can only control yourself. You can only be your own light. 
you can only help those around you. So why on earth are you worrying and stressing and making a bigger deal out of other people? People you don't even know, people you may never understand, people who just actually don't mean anything to you. That's okay. That is okay. But letting go of that stress, letting go of that worry and that fear is going to help you out tremendously. So there's one way to reduce your stress, one way to actually face the emotional eating that you're doing to numb out from it. Another thing is even just identifying why it is that you are emotional eating. So in a previous podcast, I talked, I explained about lack and cravings and what that actually means in your body. So here's just a quick recap of it or a spark notes version, but, um, cravings come from lack. So our body doesn't really know how to, if we don't know how to listen to our body, our body doesn't really know what way best to say it needs something. So, and for you in particular, because you are listening to this, it is going to be more food focused because it knows that you will listen to hunger. So it's trying and searching through sending you hunger signals to find what it is that it needs. So on a physical level, it could need more nutrients. It could need more fats or proteins or micronutrients, which is going to be your vitamins and minerals. So it is going to tell you that it is still hungry in hopes that it actually is going to find what it wants and what it needs from those foods that you are putting in it. So that's where the cravings come in and that's where like different cravings come in. Like your body is trying and searching for what it is that it wants and needs. Or on an emotional and physical level, which is very similar to this, it is trying to tell you that it needs something else. It feels out of balance. It feels out of touch. It doesn't feel like it's getting what it needs in an emotional and spiritual way. So this can be, um, I've had clients in the past who um, had fallen away and gotten too deep into their work and forgot their creative and hobby and like excited outlet that made them so happy and kind of brought ease and balance to themselves. I had clients who um, got caught up in work projects and forgot to just give themselves time and space. And that was like just even reading a good book that they've been meaning to do. Um, that could be um, doing like little spa days at home, like just taking bubble baths or just taking long showers or quiet mornings. Um, some people it was getting back into their faith and maybe doing devotionals, maybe listening to different sermons or podcasts or something, um, could be the physical side of things, just needing and wanting to move your body. Like your body is trying to help you. It is trying to support you. It wants you to live. So it's sending you signals in hopes that you will actually listen and pay attention to it. But a lot of times we have been told over and over and over again that we don't know what we're doing. We need other somebody else's opinion. We need somebody else's guidance. We need somebody to tell us exactly what we need to do. And we don't actually know what to do. We don't actually, we can't actually trust ourselves with the knowledge that we already have. So if you were told that over and over again, then you're not going, then you're going to believe that you're not going to be able to listen to yourself because you're going to already go into it thinking and knowing that 
I actually don't know what I'm doing. I actually don't know what's best for me. I actually don't know what's right for my body. I need to find out what kind of body type I am and how fast my metabolism is and what foods work best for <sighs> Oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Oof, da. Um, <laughs> what foods do and don't work for me? What's the best workout for me? What's the best time to do that? What kind of schedule I need? You feel all these things that you need to know and that and then only then and only then will you be able to like have the body, have the dream, have the health and life and the uh, freedom and balance that you want with all these rules. But that's not the thing. That's not how it's going to work. <laughs> not at all. You need to take a step back. You have the knowledge. You know the basics. You know what's what's better for for you. What's um, you should try and focus more on. That exercise is good for you. This is what you need to know. You need food to survive. Exercise is good for you. Sleep is good for you. Hydration is good for you. That's about it. <laughs> All of that encompassing, you should find what makes you happy. That's the last thing. Food is good for you. Exercise is good for you. Sleep is good for you. Water is good for you. Any kind of liquid. Hydration that is going to hydrate you. Not dihydrate, not dehydrate, and encompassing all of that to find what makes you happy. Because when you're happy, you're not stressing out, you're not tearing your body apart. I'm sure these are another podcast too, but your body doesn't know the difference between a life or death situation and road rage in the car. It's all a stress, it's all a fight or flight symptom. And we have been living in that for far too long. And there's only so much that your body can handle of that. I mean, it's called fight or flight for a reason. It's supposed to be an instance of your body working to keep you alive. And that's why you're having digestive problems. That's why you aren't being able to go to sleep because it's trying to just keep you alive to get away from what it is that is causing the stress. But you're taking the stress with you everywhere you go so it actually can't get away from it. So it needs to fuel, it needs to build up, it needs to cope with it. And if you keep living under that stress, it is never going to be able to recover fully from it. You can only run your car so long on gas before you need to get more. And your body is so much more than just a freaking car. It's so much more than that. It's not just a simple machine with simple numbers, and this is how you do it. You are a complex being. Hello. You are an incredible work of art with so much more to give and so much more to do and so much more involved than, than just the numbers. So much more. So with your emotional eating, the more you push it off and just accept it as a thing, the longer it's going to stick with you. So it's taking a step back. It's actually looking at what it is and actually doing the hard stuff of dealing with those emotions and letting go, letting go of that 
uh, what's the word? Perceived control that you have when you actually don't. You have very little control in your life, but the biggest thing you do have control over and the most rewarding and freeing thing that you have is your ability to control how you respond and react to whatever is thrown your way. This is why I am so flippin' passionate about finding your way with food, with fitness, with life, with being. Because you've been filled with so much information, with so many numbers, with so many, this is what you need to do. This is the next best thing. This is the secret you're missing out and why you aren't able to do it. You're giving away your control, your power, your say, your ability to do life to somebody else who doesn't know who you are. To somebody else who has found a way that works good for them and has worked for other people but doesn't necessarily mean it works for everybody. Why do you think there are hundreds of diets out there? Why do you think there are hundreds of workout programs and more growing every single day? And it's the newest thing and it's the best thing and it's the one that's going to actually get the results for you. Do you want to know why all of those have success before and after pictures, success stories, success, um, ah, just successes? Because people believed in them. They found something that they enjoyed and that they could do. And they did it. But you also want to know what else? A lot of them are just the before and after. It could just be a pretty picture with good lighting. Could be taken the exact same day, in all honesty. But I want to know what they're doing long term. I want to know if they're still sticking with it, if they still got the weight loss, if they're still living in those restrictions and those rules and those, this is the only way to do it. And if I fall off, I'm going to fall back into the life that I had before and the body that I had before and the fears that I had before and the insecurities I had before. And then it's just going to be cycling all over again. And I don't want that for you. If and when you're able to start at square one, which is your actual emotional attachment to whatever it is that's hindering you. You heal that, you fix that, and you move forward with life. That is where the lasting change is going to be. You have to get to the root of the problem that you're dealing with. You have to get to the root of the situation that you're going through in order to see a better tomorrow, in order to see a better future, in order to see a better 90-year-old self. Because in all honesty, if you really believe that this diet is going to get you the weight loss and the body and the confidence and the beauty that you really want, you also have to ask yourself, are you ready to stick with this for the rest of your life? Because a lot of times when you look at a diet, when you look at limitations, it's for a short period of time. I'm going to lose this weight and then I'll get healthy. I'm going to lose this weight and then I'll deal with it. It's just pushing off those emotions that are coming forward and causing you to binge and causing you to lose control. Feel like you're losing control. And cause this issue to last much longer than it needs to. It doesn't have to be that way. Just because a lot of people are focusing on the physical appearance and not the actual emotional and mental state of the person that is in the picture doesn't mean that's how it has to be. 
this is a very, very cultish view. And I've realized that recently is I created a very much cultish view of but it had to be the right numbers. It had to be the right routine. It had to be these kind of foods. It had to be this many calories. It had to be this restriction. It had to be this, that, and the other. And if it meant starving, that was okay. And if it meant almost blacking out in the gym, that was okay. And if it meant this, that, and the other, this was normal. But it's not. It is not normal. It is not normal to be emotionally attached to food. It is not normal to numb out with it. It is not normal to feel the need to earn your meal. To earn your meal? Do you understand how ridiculous that sounds? And I know you're thinking, oh, but like it's a cheat meal. Oh, but it's like a dessert. No. Food is food is food. It's there for you. Some foods make you feel good. Some foods make you feel bad. Some foods fill you up and give you so much energy that you want to take on the day. And some foods just make you feel like you want to take a nap. That's it. There is no good and bad foods. It's just a thing. It's a thing you put in your body and your body tells you if it likes it or not. That's it. That's it. This is where experimenting comes in. This is where taking a step back and allowing yourselves to explore and not have the answers and maybe look stupid and ask a lot of questions. This is where that all comes in. It is not with the answer to answers. It is not with the secret. It is not with the best case scenario. It is not with what needs to happen in order for you to lose the weight. So stop looking for it. <laughs> it is just you as a person with the emotions that you're feeling. Deciding what it is that you want out of life. And yes, it is not an easy two-step process of take the red pill or the blue pill and then eat these foods on this list. That was one thing I hate, in all honesty, I hated doing, was giving people lists of food. It's like, no, I wanted to teach people how to actually enjoy life and how to actually find freedom in creating their own diet and their own workout with their own rules and, and, and not, not restrictions, but with their own guidelines and with their own ability to be flexible with it because don't you actually want to live a life and not just be a victim to whatever comes your way don't you actually want to have control and say in the life and the experiences and the body that you're doing it in and it starts with these negative things that you are taking as a normal and bonding with other people on your biggest biggest thing is that you are not acknowledging what emotions are attached to the foods that you're eating. You're not actually working through them and working on them. You're just numbing out on them so you don't have to think about them anymore. Instead of realizing that you have full control and you can say and change it today if you want to. And then thinking that if you do change this, that you're not going to be loved, that you're not going to be accepted, that nobody's going to be there for you, which is not the case at all. If you lose people because you no longer are emotionally attached and emotionally numbing out to food, then you are going to find even better people in your life who do not do that. The biggest thing for me when 
going through life, meeting great people and then losing them or distancing or anything like that is realizing that some people come into your life for a season and some people come into your life forever. All of them were put there by God for a reason, to give you a lesson, to give you experience, to tell you, to show you either, yes, I do want this or no, I don't want this in my life. It's all just experiences. You don't need to feel bad or guilty or scared of losing people because more people will come in. Just because somebody hurt you in your past, that one time does not mean you need to fear every new encounter with somebody else. Does not mean that saying goodbye is really goodbye forever. And forgetting them. You can still hold on to that memory. You can still hold on to that time with that person or with those people. But you do not need to worry about losing them long term. And if honestly, if they are somebody that you want in your life, they will stick with you. Something like this isn't going to deter them. If anything, it's just going to change your relationship and you could be helping them as well. And how would you feel about that? Being the person that's helping somebody else get through this as well. That's going to create your bond even stronger. But you need to actually deal with the emotions and the fears that you're feeling right now. And you need to understand that you're not going to be alone in the end of it. Listen to that 90-day imagine meditation. 90-day. That 90-year-old self-imagine meditation. I always like to think of like the imagined side of things rather than like the meditation. I can never do that. I was like, I need to, I can't just sit and breathe. I want to let my mind wander and imagine and explore my future and explore the possibilities. So that's what that is. You're going to be 90. You're going to get through this. So there's no fear needed. And if you are still holding on to that, then it's your choice. It's your choice. You have a say. And you are saying that you want to live in fear. And that's a choice. It's not one that's going to help you. But it is still your choice. So that's how you can stop emotional eating. Stop with your emotional eating. It's not complicated. But it's still hard. Because you actually have to face what it is that you're running away from. And you're numbing out with. And you're too afraid to look at. But it's there for a reason. It's been there. It's been ruminating and marinating for years and years and years. And all you need to do is decide that you're done with it. That's it. There's nothing more you need. You don't need a magic pill. You don't need a how-to. You don't need a step-by-step anything. It's those two things that are going to do it. It's those two things that are keeping you back from actually moving forward with it. Is fear of losing people, is fear of not being loved, and not actually facing the emotions that you have attached to it, not facing what it is that you're actually afraid of. This is what I work specifically with people on. This is what my coaching program if you're listening to this later on, my beginning program is all about is walking you through this process 
of healing, of experimenting, of finding your way and creating it your way. Because it's not just, uh, this This worked really well for me, so it's probably going to work really well for you. And this is the secret and the missing thing. No, it's actually helping you create the life that you actually want. Whether in a self-study course, whether in a group mastermind, or whether one-on-one individually. Where we dive even deeper and show you actually what's possible for your life. The life that you actually want to live and crossing things off of your bucket list that you think of one day and one day may never come. Because I want you to actually have a life. And I want you to be able to explore it and create it the way that you want it. And side note, this is why like my programs, my one-on-one life program, my soon-to-be journey mastermind, and my beginning program, which is going to be a self-study group course, why they're just a simple word. Because I want you to create what that's going to be. I want you to create and explore and imagine what a new beginning is going to be like for you. What is that going to look like? I want you to imagine and create a journey that you're going to go on with other women. And I want you to imagine and create the life that you have been denying yourself for so long. And how can I help you create that? And what do you actually want that to look like? And how can we elevate you to that level? By healing, by starting with your emotional attachment to your food and fitness, but with your emotional attachment and your worth to your diet and your workout program. How can we create flexibility and balance with that in order for you to still get the results that you want, knowing you get the results that you want without the force and without the stress and without the lost sanity and lost joy of life? Because you are so much more than being consumed and surrounded by low-calorie stuff. By this is how much I worked out. This is how close I was to passing out. This is how many calories I have left for the day. Do you really want to be surrounded by numbers or by memories? Because the more you hold on to the numbers as your worth, the fewer memories you're going to have. If you don't believe me, then I want you to think, how many times have you missed out on memories because you were afraid of what the numbers were going to do? You were afraid of how they were going to affect it. So I hope you are doing well. I hope you are surviving this quarantine I promise it does get better. Listen to the 90-year-old self-meditation. Imagine live. Go and listen to it. I don't know why I said live. Um, But go and listen to that. The main thing, you are going to get through this. There is hope at the end. This is all just a part of life. We need to go through it in order to get past. And since this is happening, make the most of it. Create this as your way, your life. What do you want to come out of this on the other side as? Okay, so with that in mind, stop your emotional eating right now. Stop numbing and filling a space and go and actually work on yourself. I hope you have a fantastic day and I will talk to you again very, very soon. Bye-bye.